The first step in getting closer to God is to realize that you need to or that you want to. And the second step in getting closer to God is to realize that it's possible. I want to encourage you to check out my book, Getting Closer to God, Anthologies from the Forefront Trilogy, Book 2. I think this will really be helpful to you in your pursuit of the Lord and help you understand what I learned over the first 30 plus years of my life as a believer, as a minister, and as a missionary in uh, a lot of the countries of the earth. Check it out. Anthologies from the Forefront, Book 2, Getting Closer to God. It's on Amazon. Welcome to Foundational Missions Leadership Moment. Join your host, Scott McClelland of FX Missions, as he deep dives into the lives of leaders to glean secrets that will propel today's leaders to new heights. Here's Scott. That's right. That is the challenge of leadership, isn't it? I mean, the challenge of leadership, are, there are many, but one that comes right to the top is status quo versus change. Right. And there's a lot of pushback when it comes to change. But if a leader's not a change agent, you know, what do they do? Yeah. And I think what you're describing there to me clearly is was a challenge for change that was very personal and direct in your life. You had to step out, take a new course. You felt like you were being led in that direction. I think that is one of the most, the purest expressions of leadership. And a lot of times in our own leadership, you know, those are those initial steps that we have to take to qualify for the influence that God wants to give us. Yeah. So, bravo. I uh, appreciate you being courageous. And it's interesting, and I don't think we should be surprised, but it, it never fails to to surprise me how much people are prepared to defend the status quo. Absolutely. <laughs> What is it about that? I don't, I I think lack of understanding and knowledge and education, especially if it's something that they've never seen done before, Mm -hmm. fear, trying to protect us. I think that there's a, there's a lot of different things that are going on why people don't want to have the, like, let's just define success on our own terms and then have the guts and the courage to go after it. Mm. All of those things are things that we can work around if we're aware of what they are. But I think so many of us are unaware in our own minds and the people who are, you know, have influence on us are unaware as well as mm. to like a lot of this is just the fear of the unknown. But if you if you learn the right things and are taught the right things, if you I, I say all the time, like if you do a few things right, this is not hard. You just have right. to know that you don't know what you're doing and find somebody who's 10 steps ahead of you to teach you what those few things are. And I think, you know, as long as you have a plan and you, you know, you you've got good advisors and things of that nature, that most of the time things work out okay. But you know, when I was going to become an entrepreneur, the people who were telling me that I should just keep a job were people who had only had a job. So of course that's mm. the only thing that they can see beyond and they right. know that there's a risk involved. So they're like, Oh, why would you want to risk the welfare of you and your son? And I was like, but I don't see it like that. I see it as here's something that I feel like I'm being nudged to do something that I feel I can do. And these are the resources that I've sought out to make sure that I have a solid plan to follow, to make sure that I, if I do fall, that I don't break my face. Mm, yes. Right. <laughs> and you, you, you mentioned some key elements there too. I, I think a lot of times, especially 
in the early sequences uh, that, you know, I'm talking about as we're younger, that's not me. <laughs> but when I was younger, I thought that I, I think I oversimplified the situation and said, OK, this leadership, this leading that I'm feeling is really the only thing that I need to approach this transition. But you you put a number of elements in there that I think are important. We do need to be led, but yeah. we also need to prepare mm-hmm. and we need we need to you know cultivate as much understanding in advance as we can. And then we need to be advised and also make sure we we're not missing something that's in in the sequence that will surprise us. So we do our investigation, do our research before we're taking these steps of obedience. And I I, I don't think we're we're disobeying the Lord when we're trying to understand what it is that we're being led to. Right. Yeah, you make a great point there. I appreciate that. I think we oversimplify it sometimes as we're younger, and I know I did. I I, I did that several times, and you know I managed to fail three or four businesses before I ever got one to work. Yeah. <laughs> so, and some of that was just that oversimplification process that I was getting educated out of. So, sounds like you you were maybe a little already a little bit into your stride as you were making that transition? I think that, and I also have been wired in this kind, in this way. Like I, I think that some people are either wired to take risks and be courageous and defy the odds. And I kind of have always had that streak in me mm-hmm. growing up. Some would have called it stubborn. Some would have called it hard headed. And I was probably a little of that as well. But when <laughs> I compare myself to like my best friend, for example, we've been friends since we were six years old and she's just not wired like that. Like I don't even right. have to sometimes have the full plan and be able to see all the steps. And I'll, I'll still be like, let's go. You know, she <laughs> had all the steps and, you know, someone holding her hand and she still would be a little bit gun shy. So I think part right. of it is DNA to be wired like that. Sure. Um, sure. And I think much of it is also what I've been, you know, been taught as well. Sure. Yeah. And that makes sense. And it's worth recognizing too. Again, going back to the contribution, I've always felt like there's a relationship between the grace God gives us and not only how much, but the kind and his expectations on that grace. And there's different kinds of grace that's given and you you got the one kind and she got the other. Right. Yeah, that that makes sense. And and it, it really uh I don't think we we're trying to minimize different contributions that people have whether they are of one kind or another. I think for those of us who want to make a difference in the world, we want to recognize those differences and and help everyone become the best version of themselves or the, you know, the most fruitful version of themselves that they can be in Christ. I agree. Absolutely. Let's double back to Esther really quick here. So again, we were talking about the overview of her life. She was, by now she's in the, then the harem and she's, I guess she wins the prize, right? (laughs) (laughs) She's selected as uh, from the, you know, variety of, of candidates. I'm not sure why I'm using this kind of language, but <laughs> I, it's working. It's working. <laughs> and so she she becomes a queen, which in itself was probably unimaginably fraught with 
challenges and, and, and drama of all of its own, mm-hmm. but now she's queen and, and, you know, something comes, something happens that she, yeah. not only is she put personally in danger, which, you know, may or may not have ever been discovered, but she, her people are put in some kind of danger. Yeah. Mordecai, of course, is the protagonist in the story. And I love his part that he plays, but she, she thinks about it some before she jumps out there. But once she's determined what needs to be done, she acts, I guess, at the risk of her own life. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah. When I think about leadership, I, I, I often think about how, where the stakes are, you know, for me, the ones that I've faced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I haven't been put in the situation where the stakes were that high. And I, I wonder how I would do. But that makes her something of an example. Again, going you know back to the the influence that she had, it saved her people. And I, one of the things that just really dropped in my spirit when you were saying that is that you know the line that many of us are familiar of when we refer to Esther is that you're prepared for such a time as this. And mm. I think that there were probably some things that she did on her own to prepare for the job or work that it was that she felt like she had ahead of her. But I think that it also shows that there were some things that God already placed in her that just needed to be awakened. And I think that that's a great thing for us to take a look at when we're talking about leadership is that, yes, there's all this planning that we can do, all these projections that we can make. You know, you just ask yourself, you know, if I were up against something that had bigger odds, would I still respond in the same way? So you would probably go into your knee jerk reaction of the way you've always done things. Like for me, I think about, okay, what is the goal? Then we talk about what are the risks? What are the steps in order to meet the goal? So I think for most of us, we would probably naturally go into that. But I think that there's something that's already so in us those talents and gifts that if we let him, that God can use, you know, for our life and for his glory that are Mm. already there. The question becomes, are we willing to allow those things to be awakened and then released? Mm. You're saying it, (laughs) you're telling it again. And just like you're saying the preparation that she went through, right? Yeah. Some of that we see, I mean, some of it's written and some of it probably at least as much, that we don't see, you know, was, was going on. She was being prepared. And really that preparation process was calling her forth to these, some of these ultimate expressions of influence that she was called to. Obviously the incremental obedience in the preparation puts you in a position to have those bigger opportunities uh, to influence. She's a great example for that. As you were saying there, something came to mind for me, as we're, as we're thinking through this a little, and I'm all about women in leadership and I want to do everything I can to encourage women in leadership to take the next steps. Yeah. I thank God for my daughters because they have really, sorry here, I'm getting a little misty that they've really informed my, informed me significantly in terms of what the, what type of contribution they have and in some ways how that's been marginalized by culture and other things. Right. But I, I want to ask you as a, as a woman of influence, are there some things that come to mind, maybe a few that women should avoid when it comes to their preparation for influence? 
I know that's extremely general. Mm -hmm. And then are there a few things that you want to emphasize that women should do when it comes to being prepared for influence? Absolutely. The number one thing that I think we must avoid is comparison. I think that it's good to have role models. I think it's good to have something aspire to, but they say that the compare that comparison is the robber of all joy. And I think that this applies to anyone, but women in particular, I think that we look at com- like men and, and I could be wrong because I've never been a man, but I think men <laughs> look at the other man and like, yes, I can do that and I can do it better. But there's a large percentage of women that look at what other women are doing and think, yeah, but she can only do this because whatever whatever comes behind that because. So I would say that the number one thing that I recommend that we avoid is stop comparing ourselves to other people. Because one, in this day of social media, people only show their highlight reels. You know, right. my used to always say, you see my glory, but you don't know the story. And the other thing that we have to remember <laughs> is that everyone's assignment is different and everyone's path and journey to get to where they're ultimately going to be in their assignment is different. So you start trying to put on somebody else's assignment and you start trying to put on what, what it looks like other people have done in their path or journey, then you're going to be like David trying to put on somebody else's armor and go, I can't fight in this. Wow. And yeah. then you wonder why you can't get where you're going. And it's because you're comparing yourself to the other woman. So I would say avoid comparison. Yes, have some inspiration, but beyond that, don't compare. And then one of the mm. things that I think that we should emphasize, I think are two things. One, recognize that some level of fear is natural, but ask yourself, can you still do it afraid? And then the other thing I would say is find someone who has done what it is that you have accomplished and sit at their feet, even if that means paying them, if that means, you know, getting in their program, whatever it is that you have to do to say, listen, there's no sense in me bumping my head and scraping my knees. Would you be willing to show me? how to accomplish what it is that you've accomplished. And most days you can probably find a coach out there that will either, you know, that has a program that you can get in where you can pay them to, you know, to learn the system, whatever it is. Or if you're inside of a company, they call it sponsoring, you know, so you can find a woman leader who, who is in a similar position that you aspire to and ask her to spend some time with you to help kind of show you the ropes and, you know, and lessen your learning curve. Wow. I, you know, I didn't think about this in advance, but those that, that those questions came to mind as we're as we're going here. And I, right, that's some incredible. You can incredible. ask everybody those. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's good stuff. I mean, I, I'm tracking with you when it comes to comparison and how that is different between guys and gals. I think it really, really is different, though. I appreciate it from one side, <laughs> like you're <laughs> saying, like you said. And then that internship, this is something or, uh, that's a simplification of what you said, but having a way to have access to someone who's doing what you think that it is you want to do or that has some maybe similar expression of right. what of, of the type or category of contribution Absolutely. that you want to have. And like you say, now more and more, I think we have opportunities to learn from what someone else did. I want to make all the mistakes I need to make of my own, but I want to make, I don't want to make one more than that. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I want, I want to make sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We've got to learn from each other 
and th- th- that's the approach you're talking about. I think that perpetual learning and making sure to resource those people who are in a position or in or who are, are the type of person who can help you along. Right. I agree. Incredi- incredibly good and powerful. Thank you for mentioning that. So is there anything else you want to say about Esther specifically that have hasn't come up? We're kind of wrapping up here on this on this particular podcast. I want to make sure we we get anything anything else in there that you want to mention. I know we've kind of went from you to Esther and back to you and back to Esther and back to you. That's but right. hey, that's, that's what I right. that's what I was hoping for. <laughs> right. Yes. You know, if yes. I leave your audience with anything, Scott, I would say that, you know, just as in biblical times that God is positioning leaders, especially women today and giving them, you know, divine opportunities to influence things for his kingdom. And I think that when we look at the life of Esther, we have to recognize that her story could be our story. And for many of us, it probably is is our story. And that really at the end of the day, like it doesn't matter where you came from or what skills and talents you have you can still get where you need to be if you'll let God do his part. Mm. Wow. Absolutely. Well said. I'm not going to muddy the water on that. (laughs) That was clear. So thank you very much for being here, Shana. Really appreciate it. If someone wants to find out more about what you're doing, how to get in touch with you, maybe even get involved in your program or your coaching sequence that you use, I would love to send people your way. And I want to thank you also for your faith, for your courage, for your, it's obvious to me, you're an overcomer. And that to me is so inspirational. You know, if somebody overcomes, they somehow say to me, you can do it too. And that, that is something about who you are. And I, it really encourages me. So how can folks get in touch with you if they want to know more or what resources are available if they want to look online, et cetera? Absolutely. First of all, thank you for acknowledging in that, acknowledging that. I really appreciate it. But I've made it simple. I'm Shana Speaks everywhere. So my website is shanaspeaks.com. On Facebook, I'm Shana Speaks. On Instagram, I'm Shana Speaks. So you just have to spell the name with a Y. It's S-H-A-Y-N-A. But I've made it real simple. Shana Speaks everywhere you go. Well, that is easy. <laughs> shanaspeaks.com. And that's web, Facebook, or Instagram, Shana Speaks. Absolutely. We, we're going to make it easy for folks on the podcast. So in the show notes, we'll put those links there so folks can just click on them. Don't try that if you're driving, please. Please don't. We'll get you there in time. Thank you so much. And again, we're, we're going to feature you also on a From the Forefront podcast to dig a little more into your personal background, what you're actually doing day to day, and maybe some more about your personal story. Thank you very much for profiling Esther with us. And we look forward to having you on from the forefront as well. As for me, I'm Scott McClelland. And if you'd like to find out more about what we're up to, please do so at fxmissions.com. Again, share this podcast, especially with ladies who are being prepared for growing roles of responsibility and influence. We look forward to uh, being an encouragement to you. Again, Scott McClellan for FX Missions Leadership Moment. Until next time, have a good one. Thank you for joining Scott with today's Leadership Moment. We hope you've apprehended an inspirational nugget or two that when activated in your own life will be imparted into those you lead. You may contact Scott at scott at fxmissions.com. Visit fxmissions.com to learn more about how you can grow your own leadership and engage in missions. 
Until next time, good day, everyone.